Welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked. Gentlemen, I have two questions for you. Oh. Are you ready to rock? Yeah. 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 More importantly, are you ready to roll? Role play. Uh, yeah. A robot. Yeah, sure. I have my dice. That's what they're here for. Fantastic. Uh, we are in a space between, which uh, is good because a lot of shit happened yeah. over the last arc. You guys found out a lot of information. Dern sort of came to terms with his past. Um, you guys are coming out of knee where you uh, tracked down Project Dahlia. You found out Mezo had been pulling dimensional versions of his wife in an effort to try to cure her dimensional sickness. Uh, you found out that he has some sort of tie to the entity that is currently plaguing Casamal with this silver liquid and a bunch of other... St- we found out why Durin is as messed up as he is. Uh, <laughs> finding out that his whole uh, his whole civil war and like his whole purpose in life ended up being nothing more than the results of a card game played between the four leaders of the clan. So you guys have a lot to unpack. We're going to start off, however, with some rewards. Actually, no, we won't. We have to, we have to <laughs> fucking blue balling us over here. Yeah. We are starting off with Merrick and Kathan in the bar. Kathan is watching TV and he just saw a news broadcast of Astrid Aurelius and Thimble being captured by Sononan soldiers. Um, currently, the only people who, who know about this are Kathan and Merrick, who are in the bar watching TV together. Merrick, I don't know if Kathan really knows who Astrid is or Thimble. Um, so I think this is more or less like your your realization to deal with. Kathan, may I? Yeah? How hard is it going to be to bust two people out of Sanoan prison? Uh, um, I mean, usually just getting into Sonoma's Prime, uh, you require a permit, a landing mm-hmm. permit from the government, the, the Imperial uh, Landing Authority, uh, which is fairly difficult to get. Um, but, I mean, if you're a regular trade vessel, uh, taverns are, are easier to get in. Um, but considering the fact that there is a blockade of both the Ministry of Defense and the Sononan Armada, uh, getting through that is going to be a nightmare. And then just landing somewhere i mean like getting to a prison and breaking out uh absolutely i would say almost impossible i would say you'd have almost a better chance breaking someone out of Turillus. okay can you start working on that plan for me do a little like idea cloud maybe um why we're going back to your homeland next Kathan. Kathan has uh, re-round the footage uh till there's a frame of a pretty clear shot of both Astrid and Thimble uh, being escorted by two guards. And uh, he turns around and says, I assume you know these two women? They have both saved our lives more than once apiece. It is finally time for us to repay the favor. Okay, well, I guess this is sort of a, a group meeting. Perhaps we should rally the troops. Let us go. Um, cool. Are you? Where do you want to gather? I guess in the like in the cockpit area, like on the helm of the ship. Okay, on the bridge, sure. Yeah, so Americans in his captain's chair. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, Holy shit. Cool. Well, boys, you get a uh, uh, an intercom buzz uh, summoning you guys to the bridge. 
I'll bet yeah, this I is good news. I think Durns is just so tired that he just groggily gets up and just goes. I believe I'm sitting in the gunner's seat with <laughs> yeah, Jenny at the time. So I just like flop down backwards and you can just, I'm like, oh, hey, Merrick, are we heading somewhere? We were sort of lost on what to do next. And I believe that has been decided for us. Oh, nice. I uh, get Catherine to put the image of Thimble and Astrid on the screen, sort of from oh, the... Uh, not nice. Wait, what? What is this? The Sinonans have Thimble, Darren. Why? When did this happen? Astrid and Thimble went as some kind of, what's the term I'm looking for? Political... Friend mission. Friend mission. There we go. Political friend mission. And I understand I why Astrid's there, but why Thimble is. I have no idea. Thimble's brave, Darren. She knows she can make a difference. She's smart. I know that, but she's no diplomat. I don't understand... <sighs> Damn it. I flop down and walk over to Durin, put a hand on the shoulder. Jenny now comes down under the gunner seat as well. Um, the only people who aren't here right now are Quip and Query. But Zelfus is here, Jenny's here, Kathan, and the three of you guys. And short check. You don't have everyone's voice ready to go? <laughs> Kathan walks over and says, as I explained to Merrick, um, getting into Sonona's Prime at the moment is going to be difficult. Getting to a Sononan prison is going to be impossible. At least it would be. And Cathan drops the glamour on him to reveal his Sononan self uh, and not in his human guise. And he rewinds the footage a little bit more to a large man who is walking behind Thimble and Astrid and he uh, zooms in on that person. It is a tall, probably like 6'5", just mountain of a man. He's muscular, he's broad, he's got these uh, two large black horns that come up and over his head. Uh, The left one is shattered about midway through. He's wearing armor that looks not only incredibly well-crafted, but also incredibly expensive and emblazoned with the imperial sigil of the uh, Sononan Empire. And he's got this long black flowing cape and on his side is a shimmering longsword. And Catherine says, that man right there is the Imperial Steward. He is the leader of the Imperial army and he also happens to be my brother fucking brothers god gosh darn it can we assume you're on good terms better terms than merrick and his brother at least i mean that's we have a pretty low bar for good terms with that he looks for a second and says better than merrick and his brother (laughs) by a hair so you don't want to kill each other on sight but you sort of want to kill each other I would say that we don't want to kill each other, but that's that's, a lot better. I would say that's about the, the extent of our uh, platitudes. I only got about three angry conversations with my brother before we had to fight to the death. So that's fair. Okay. So you, we have a way in or you, at least you know him. We have a a foothold at least. Yeah. I don't think we do. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Cathan, but I think a lot of Sinonans might be gooped. I, I think a lot of off-world Sinonans might be gooped. I guess we haven't seen any from the planet. I don't know how many or how far this operation has gone, but I imagine that if it was rooted deep in Sinonas Prime, this would be a much different war. 
I guess they wouldn't need to provoke the war if that was the case. Okay. I don't remember the details, but wasn't there a conversation we had once where we thought that whatever is going on, they're looking for something on Sinonis Prime? Was that an idea we had or something believe, we figured out? I believe that's why we decided they're constructing this war, yeah. So if, if Penny wants with something on Sinonis Prime, we could imagine that it's hard for them to get. So maybe their foothold there isn't, is the weakest of all the planets. I will say the war seems to be the design of the Ministry of Defense and not Penny. Penny sort of is piggybacking on the people that the Ministry of Defense is gooping. Yeah. Okay. I keep on forgetting this double gooping going on. Yeah, there's double (laughs) Double gooping. Single gooping, we're good with. Double gooping? Double gooping. There could be triple gooping. We still don't know Azen's play in all this. Catherine, I don't know if we've asked you this before, but do you know why the Ministry of Defense would want to invade Sinonis? There's the obvious reason of they have resisted joining the Federation of Councils since its inception and has stayed a sovereign nation, and they want total control over the system. But I don't think that is it, because why wait until now? But I haven't been on Sinonis Prime for a very long time, so I'm not really sure what's going on. And and Sinonis, the the political structure of the, the Sinonan Empire is not exactly one that gets broadcasted. They are insular. They they keep themselves. They are their own planet and their own government and their own empire. So they, they don't like I don't know what the inner workings are because I haven't been there in a very long time. In the broad scope of things, we we have two sort of styles to encounter this. It's the first one will be to just bust through into the planet, get to the prison, break them out full of violence, sneaky stuff. Or we attack it from a sort of political route, which obviously didn't work for Astrid, but we don't really have a side in this fight. And we have information, we have skills, and we have intel. I honestly don't care who wins this war, to be fair. I just want to get our friends safe. So I'm willing to sell out anything that we can to get them back. Did they say why they uh, took in diplomats as hostages or as prisoners? Let me rewind the footage and uh, turn the sound up to see if any announcers are saying anything. Because it's so weird that during war times you're taking diplomats as prisoners. The broadcast itself says that the Ministry of Defense and the Federation of Councils has made no official military action on Sinonis Prime. So the reason why Astrid and Thimble are there is unknown. God damn it. Did Astrid go rogue and try to do something on her own? Sweet Jesus. Yes, uh, clearly. A hundred percent. Um, does she have an assistant or something? We, we don't trust any communication with, uh, t- with Astrid's office. Do we just go to her office and look for clues? We pretty much just call her every time. I don't, we don't know anyone else there. You're also fairly certain that there was a leak as well yeah. from what happened on the Ark. Well, we know what we have to do. We just need to figure out how to do it. Do you think you could convince your brother that this is a politically bad move? Because Astrid is pretty important. So... Maybe freeing her would buy some goodwill? If they weren't there as diplomats, that does throw in, that is an issue. It's weird that they wouldn't tell us they were going. Well, it's it's like we're dealing with two wars happening at the same time. You've got Sinonans, like that that war, the Federation versus Sinonans, and then you have Penny versus everybody as like a secondary thing that's going on. So it's hard to figure out. I'm getting really blurry as the witch what things happening what war is it helping who's pulling the strings because they're sort of mixed on top of each other now yeah mm-hmm. at least we have some idea what the federation want but or at least which direction they're facing i don't really know what penny wants 
Well, when we see Mazo again, we'll demand him to tell us before we kill him. There's that would be too nice. many moving pieces right now. My God. Catherine, do you think you could convince your brother? My brother, probably not. But I do have a few contacts that might be able to get us on planet. From there, we're going to have to kind of figure that out. But if honestly, the, the hardest part will just be getting through the, the Ministry of Defense Sonona and Armada line. Trying to just fly our way through that is going to be... Dead. Us all dead. Yeah. Um, so if I can find some way of getting us on world, then I think we can start working backwards from there. So let me let me reach out and, and see if anyone still owes me a favor they're willing to, to honor. But, I mean, they're at war and... I haven't been home in a long time, so we'll see what happens. But I promise you, I will do my best. We could be a second peacekeeping mission. Once again, I don't care too much about keeping the peace. Damn it. Federation aren't fans of us. We did blow up a military base, but we sort of blew up a planet too, so maybe they don't know we blew up the military base. I'm yeah, really hoping they don't know. We should really not talk about that out in the open. <laughs> uh, but yes. Um, okay, what about Sinon and Prime? We have to get past the Amarada, of course, but can you give us any details about Sinon Prime, anything like what it's like there, what what we would need to do to make sure we don't, I guess, look off or be. Um, oh, uh, hey, let me attention. tell you right now, uh, you're not Sinonin, so yeah. Yeah, you will you will stand out like a sore thumb, despite the fact. I think it'll be time for Duke Dalton and Arnold to make a reappearance. <laughs> First time didn't go so well, but fake names this time. <laughs> oh, those are those are the names that you gave me when I met you that I saw through immediately. I'm pretty sure. We're, I believe we're... Dusty blew our cover, so you had it on easy mode. Yeah, and it also did not work on me, but... Also, his brother yelled out his name in the crowded bar, so... Yeah, but it also didn't vibe on me that well. I... It was a war. It was a warm-up run, all right? Yeah. Oh, God, we're going to Practice makes perfect. Yeah, we are. Okay, you you want you want me to tell you how to how to survive on on Sonona's Sonona's Prime? Don't yeah. don't don't do that. That's a bad idea. Your best bet is to continue operating as usual as a tavern. They're used to taverns coming in, and the Sononan mindset is: if you're useful to them, then you are worth keeping around. If you roll in thinking that you are heroes or there to save the day. You're going to be met with a lot of resistance. Find, we need to find an angle that makes us an asset to the Empire. And I'm not sure what that is quite yet, but something tells me it's going to result in us getting pitted against the Ministry of Defense or helping with a war effort somehow. So if that's not something you're comfortable with, we need to come up with a backup plan. No, I'm good. No, I don't care. That. Once again, the Ministry of Defense has done no favors to us. Do taverns do that sort of stuff? No, the tavern will be our way in. Okay. Once we're there, we're... Well, we've already invaded and partially exploded one Ministry of Defense base. I guess we do have that. I mean, I not that it not wasn't talk about it. But fully exploded. I just think we only take half blame. I guess we could take some credit. Yeah. All I care about is defeating Penny and keeping our friends safe. So... We have to take out some Ministry of Defense higher-ups to do that. We'll talk about it. All right. Like I said, let me let me pull some strings, see see who I can I can shake down a little bit for a favor. Oh, if we can get a landing permit, then we're slightly in business. We can open the doors to business. Do we think 
Arwen Decker will help us get on planet? I don't want to communicate with anyone from the Ministry of Defense. We Decker's lied no. to us. He's cheated. The defense are gooping people. There's no way someone that high up has zero idea of what's going on. I feel like we we're going to have to talk to someone to make it through the blockade, though. But I mean, hold on. If we make it, if we just like fucking tote right through the blockade, that looks bad on us. Like, we get exploded. Yeah, well, Kevin no. leans forward and says, hey, if you blow through the blockade, you're getting annihilated by two very powerful uh, like militaries. No, no. I understand I'm, that. But what I'm saying is like if one's if the Armada is like, cool, go ahead through. And Sonotus Prime sees us just like going through the Armada like it's no issue. They're not going to make us look us. bad. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Fair. That's where I'm going from with that. Oh, yeah. I, I need to stress that we need permission from the Empire to land. Mm -hmm. That's. That's the hard part. If we have clearance from the Empire, we should be okay. okay. But if we just have, like, the Empire doesn't give a shit if the Ministry of Defense has given us permission to land. It does look suspicious, though. Duren's right. I wonder. Hmm. Okay, either way, landing permits first, at least. Get our good friend Arwen Decker to shoot some fake missiles at us as we head towards the planet. So it looks real good. Maybe. We'll need something. Well, let's think about it. Yeah. Okay. I guess for now, we fly towards Sinona's Prime? Let's just spend the night not on route, and we'll make a decision in the morning. Are you okay with that, Durin? I know the person most important to you. No, I, I agree. I, we need time. We're not going to rush in. We're not going to. We're not going to have another piss mouth scenario. All right, we're going to do this right. <laughs> what? What was that, Durin? We're not going to have another piss mouth scenario. All right. Could you delve into that in depth? It's it's personal. We don't talk about it. Feels like you've brought it up twice now. You made me bring it up a second time. All right, let's let's move on. I think you want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. All right, everyone, uh, relax. Take it easy. We've just had the longest day, and I don't think this is going to end anytime soon. So enjoy this moment of peace. Tomorrow we head into a war zone. Thank you for all the hard work. We wouldn't have got here without each and every one of you. To everyone who's joined us. Thank you. I'll see you all tomorrow. And Merrick just sort of gets up and heads back to the bar. Cool. As you guys are exiting the cockpit, Short Jack runs up to the three of you and says, Um, guys, if you just wait right here. I know we've had a lot of bad news and I just wait right here. Is it his birthday again? He runs out and runs into his room and you hear like rummaging. You hear like clattering and like drawers opening and slamming and stuff. And then he comes out. Uh, with three ornate sort of like ivory discs, once again uh, carved with those orchid uh, motif. And he places all three down on the on the ground and he just says, watch this. And he pulls out the scepter that he has and he points at all three of them. And then those discs uh, disappear. And he says, all right, Merrick, no, you do your thing. Well, with, my, with my stick? Yeah, 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 yeah. I use my <laughs> stick. Cody's just like looking back, like he's so confused. Removes illusion, right? Yep. And when you use your scepter, there's a small pulse of white light that bathes the room. And then in front of you, where those discs are, you see three ornate ivory chests. <gasps> More loot boxes. I've been working on uh, on my my illusion powers that I didn't really know I have, but the scepter really helps. And I I made them I made them small, and then I made them invisible. And now they're, now they're like the things. Now they're real things. Also, Whoa. they, they gave me them before we were leaving, and it just, just seemed like a lot. But this was Kakinto's way of, of thanking you guys. Wow, Must have been hard bringing those all on by yourself. Thank you. Yeah. No, they, they were like those little discs that I made. Are they lighter? Whoa, crazy! Yeah, magic the chest, is wild. The chest feel that light? 
The chests are full weight now. Oh, okay, okay. That's, that is that is impressive. So now, boys, uh, I gave you your rewards ahead of time so you could buy. These are technically uh, rewards from Kakinto. So these are these are gifts that they have given you as a means of thanking you for your efforts in uh, saving Short Jack and protecting both me and them. Uh, so we'll go through and see what uh, what your gifts are. Uh, we'll start yeah. with you, Durin. What's in your chest? Okay. So the fun one that I like a lot, which I feel like I should have had forever ago, uh, is called the Amulet of Camouflage. Really fun. Okay. What does that do? Now, when I'm at maximum perception length, like when I'm far away, basically, and you're percepting me, you roll twice and take the lowest. Okay. Um, it's more so that I have... There's some grafting that we're going to need to do. I'm not sure if you want to make it a story thing, but like some grafts for my feetsies to make me a little bit more sneaky. Sure. I will say those are those are like mm-hmm. blueprints. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll I to... think those those will be like uh, blueprints that maybe Zelfus can do for you. Yeah. I figured as much. Uh, good thing we have a med bay now. I'm so glad. So true. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and last thing, uh, I got a new gun because it's been a while since I've upgraded that. And that that's my big one. Um, what kind of gun is it? It is a scrambler pistol dragonfly. Uh, what's fun about it is it can. So if I hit, I can scramble uh, fuck with people's heads a little bit. Um, OK, uh, it has a scramble ability, which basically can remove an opponent's like telepath, uh, telepathic or hive mind abilities for like a round uh, upon hitting them. So that's cool. Shit. OK, you know what? I'm going to rule that if you're fighting someone under the effects of Ooh. the goop, that will disrupt their connection to damn. Ooh. To the I, I think that makes sense, right? Like it's it's a yep. telepathic connection. I think that will we will figure out what it is based on creature to creature and based on what uh what abilities they have, but I will say that um that will have an effect on gooped creatures. Before you make that decision though, this is not like the uh, the critical. It is just what it does. Okay, cool. I, I will say it'll probably like work once. Like, okay, it, that's it'll, fair. Well, like it'll it'll have an effect for like one d four rounds or something based on the creature and based on the hit. I feel like Hayden um, has some has some telepathy abilities, and I don't know why. It's just kind of like it's in my brain for some reason. So it felt like a good call for it. Cool. Um, and on top of that, it's crit is confusion. So I was like, oh, cool. That's that's all fun. Great. Um, um, so yeah, we'll we'll say that this gun is once again it is like a a like white uh almost mm-hmm. ivory casing on it with those orchid like all their their whole thing is this like sort of like beautifully carved stuff. So you now have this it's a pistol, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, you have this white beautiful carve. There's a a large sort of like a hole like a relief uh down the middle for ventilation, but it's like mm-hmm. Uh, framed with a large orchid on the the main like receiver area of the gun and uh yeah you now have sort of the 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 grafting in a jar of what you need uh with like sort of the the knowledge and you know a medical blueprint on how to to graft those onto you and what was the other thing you had oh the, the amulet the of camouflage yes yeah. once again that is a uh it's a a necklace with mm-hmm. a like a white gold chain with a like a carved white like rat mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. it did like a, a stylized yosoki uh, on it. it of of you essentially also like i'm not sure i do have the weapon fusion on the gun of quantum so that's fun so basically as a standard action i can get two attacks and i pick which one's better yeah damn cool um all right um, merrick it. what's in your chest uh, Merrick opens this chest, then looks at Shortjack and says, this is a little excessive, Shortjack. 
and he looks into his chest and inside is just a tiny gem <laughs> in this big chest as Merrick gets a new Solarian weapon crystal. Okay, very cool. Um, it is a shaving of one of their daylight crystals. Yeah. From that they used to like heat and and live underground. They have shaved and perfectly cut uh, a shard of one of those for you to enter into your blade. Perfect. So it's a Tawan crystal. So it does adds 2d4 of electricity damage to my weapon. We can like sort of flavor it as like radiant light. Um, yeah. And I can choose to just switch it to stun and just do non-lethal damage fully. Hell Merrick yeah. felt bad for killing all these goop guys. So now we can at least start knocking them out. Well, they'll still die because of the goop, but he won't feel as bad about it. Okay, cool. And that's it. That's all I got. Amazing. Any leftover credits as well? There is like a cred stick in there for you to, to take. Ooh, a little money for Merrick to put in the machines. Yeah, it's like it's like grandma, right? Like you get a little envelope with like a little bit yeah. of money. Every gift has a little bit of money as well. Um, <laughs> I'll save this when we go back to Surf. Merlo has uh, has like handmade some cards for you and put like some cred sticks in there. <laughs> Cody, what's in your box? So you see a bunch of uh, there's like a bunch of metal plating, like a big stack of them, uh, and then on top of it, what looks like a sunglasses case. And the metal plates, you can see there's one like shaped like a forearm. There's one that's shaped like a knee pad. And it's subdermal plating that basically gives me damage resistance. Cool. Uh, of two. Nice. Um, and then I pop open the sunglasses case. And you can see what these two little like barely visible like contact lenses. Uh, and they're like this shimmering purple. And you can see like the very faint image of a clock just like spinning on them. Okay. What is it? Prescient lenses. Uh, So I can see the future in brief glimpses. Uh, Basically, it lets me roll with advantage on an attack roll or check once a day. Cool. I will say that is a a, a, they're like chipped off of the like orb that they were looking in to see the lucky orb. Yeah. So if you remember, they were using that to like view the past and the future. So that is those are like small little shards of that that they have crafted into lenses for you. Code like pops them in his eyes is like, look. My eyes are lucky. Get it? Lucky? As he yeah. looks at everybody and waits for them to laugh. Uh, Short Jack yeah. groans. I give a play. I just give a painful chuckle. And then uh, Short Jack once again waves his uh, his scepter at the chest and they disappear. Uh, and then he taps them again and they turn back into those little discs. And he scoops them up. Wow. Uh, thank thank you. you, Short Jack. Hey, don't thank me. That was all. That was all Kukinto. They like I, I didn't do any of this. Thank you, Kukinto. Well, I mean, you're, thank you're you, Kukinto. You are their king and all, so you do get some credit, don't you? I don't know if that's the kind of king I want to be, but okay. Um, and he <laughs> goes running off. You can be whatever king you want to be. And then I will say, if you guys want to do anything immediately, uh, we can do some stuff before you go to bed, or we can roll over to the to the next day um, as you guys are preparing for your journey. Oh no! Well, definitely grabbing Zelfus for some uh, just, just for some surgery. You okay. know, whenever he has time. You know, before we go into a war zone. You know, is there anything any either of you guys want to do before we change days? Uh, no, we can go the next day. Yeah, America's just talking to his plant. I also okay. got to get my my dermal plating installed, so I think I'll I'll go with uh, Dern when he goes. I just got a rock. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, we will do. You know, we'll do the let's do the surgery now. Let's do Zelfus with you two now. Zelfus, you got time for a quick surgery? Uh, you didn't notice, but he's standing right behind you. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes, interesting. <laughs> yes, I I can definitely do this for you. Thank you. Um, I know 
times of the essence, but I don't, I just don't want you to rush through it if you, if you can't, you know. Or I won't rush, no. I will make sure that every, every incision is precise. And he puts two wet hands on the backs of you guys oh, and good. sort of like leads you into the med bay. He says, which one wants to go first? I'll take it. Let's go. Great. Uh, and he uh, presses a button on the table and it lowers down so you can hop onto it. Uh, mm-hmm. And he walks around the room flicking on switches and uh, different dials and stuff. Cody, you see that he has on his screen some of the data from Project Dahlia. He's been working pretty much like nonstop since he got on the ship on decoding some of it. Have you gotten anywhere with this? No, it's mostly a um, an organization thing right now. I'm trying to put the pieces together, and then I'll start trying to, to build something of them. But the second I know, you'll know, I promise. Okay. Terry, what do the graphs look like? Um, I am, what's, They're more so on the bottom of my feet, so I don't really know how to like say what they look like. What they're doing, though, they're reducing the amount of sound as I move and wa- walk around, uh, just increasing my stealth. Try to imagine like how to make like a padded foot stealthier that and make it more paddier. What what would that look like? Okay, well, it's a it's a species graft, right? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Cool. So I'm going to say it is it's like a like a genetic shot, less of a surgery and more of a an okay. injection. And what it does is it turns your feet almost into a cannon foot. So it like, becomes less like clicky clacky with rats and nails and like thin. It now becomes uh, f- covered in black fur, uh, kind mm. of like the the cannon uh, extremities. Um, so now you have this padding of fur. And instead of like those sharp claws that you have on your feet, um, it is these like soft pads. So you now have sort of like the from ankle down, uh, like rabbit feet instead of rat feet. I like it. I like it. Thank you. That was easy. Yeah, um, I was expecting like a huge surgery thing, but I guess like just a genetic shot works. Thank you. The cannon are nothing if not quite resourceful. Yeah, we can take some notes from them. It's your turn for surgery now, isn't it? I just like put my like chest full of like clinking metal parts up on the like operating table. I'm like, these go under my skin. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. Subdermal plating. Nice. Um, and he picks them up and he looks at them. And he says, usually these are a, a metal polymer, but it looks like this is almost a ivory ceramic. And he gives them a tap and then just starts like popping pieces of you off since you are an android <laughs> and like replacing them. So it's not necessarily like going under your skin. It's kind of like just replacing whole chunks of you. Um, so you now have like those those like really rough rudimentary parts of you. But then you have like these stark white patches of this, this subdermal plating. So you now almost look modern. Um, so you have like these two sort of like chest pieces. You have uh, a plate on your sort of your abdomen. And then you have like almost like stab pads on your sides. You've got things on your your quads, your hams, almost like a full lower leg replacement. Um, and then you've got them on your, your arms as well. So you're looking, you're looking like an almost like modern Android now, uh, but you still have like those pieces, those, like those rudimentary pieces still sort of like, like make up the both of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, as he's like popping parts of me off, I go like, and I look at Dura and I say, I'm, I'm not even turning the pain off because you told me not to. Ow. Uh, no, this is, this is, this is different. Physical pain is, is different. It's, you can turn that off. It's a for, joke. For this a just tickles. Oh, oh, god damn it. 
I was concerned I was there go. for a I'm second. I, I didn't want to hurt you. <laughs> Speaking of pain, though, Duran, do you want to talk about what happened back at Kakinto? Those were your no, there, family, your nothing. past, your your people. There's nothing to talk about. I think there is, and I think like what happened down with with the big plant monster. Sometimes talk can be medicine, and we're in a med bay, so no better time. I think there are better times. Okay, um, let's talk but, about Thimble. I just can. I don't think I can pat Zelfus on the back shoulder, can I? <laughs> just, I mean, you can. It's but it's, it's like. Just, bloop, 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 bloop. I, I think I'm gonna just give it like, uh, take good care of him, Doc. Well, see you when you're better, Cody, and leave. Yeah, it's like hitting a waterbed. He like <laughs> this. Mm-hmm. Darren, I I do think you should talk about it. I appreciate that. I do, but. There's really nothing to talk about. I don't believe that. And I listened when you talked to me, but take some time. Okay. Gives a, like a nod. He's like, thanks. Thanks, Cody. Nice new feet, by the way. And he starts just like play messing with it a little bit and trying to slam his foot down. And it's not as loud. And he's like, (laughs) you know what? It's going to be pretty. All right. I think, but I got a mission to prep for. So I got some things to prepare. Okay. All right. We will say that everyone Goes to sleep, gets a good night's rest, safe aboard the ship. And in the morning, everyone is sort of like preparing, doing some stuff. We're going to do, I don't think I want to make you roll for cramped quarters anymore. I feel like at this point in time, you and the crew are mm-hmm. pretty, pretty focused on the goals and and everything. So I, I'm just going to let you guys tell me who you want to interact with and who you want to have a chat with. But before we do that, I want to update you guys on some of Ooh. the crew advancements. Fun. We mentioned it uh, briefly last episode during the combat. Uh, Short Jack's ability of inexperienced now goes from a 25% chance uh, that his reroll is treated as a natural one to down to a 10% chance. So he's far more capable and far more confident uh, when operating in the ship. Um, I'm so, so proud of him. any engineering check, you're allowed to reroll, and it's only got a 10% chance that it's treated as a net one. Nice, nice. Jenny is no longer stubborn, which means that at the beginning of the day, you get to choose which Jenny ability you get. What? Damn. Oh, shit. Okay. On top of that, Catherine has set up a little workshop in the tech workshop alongside Shortjack, uh, and he now has the ability to custom mod your weapon. So once a like adventure so every sort of like arc you guys will get the ability to either choose a melee weapon or a ranged weapon and he will add a special quality to the the weapon and he has the the drawback of he knows best and he won't take your suggestions and he will put what what ability he thinks fits better on the weapon so it's kind of like jenny's the thing where you don't get to choose which he puts on Mm-hmm. His onboard ability is that he's able to take the role of any starship place, like any any role on the, the ship. He can sub in. So if you guys need to do, deal with something, he's able to, to take that role and he rolls with whatever skill you guys would roll at a minus two. So if he's taking over engineering, he would use Duran's role at a minus two. Uh, if he takes over piloting, he would be using Cody's pilot check as a, at a minus two. So he's he's pretty handy to sub in. For example, if like if you guys were under attack on the ship at the same time as Starship combat, you could be like, cool, Cody's going to go deal with the enemies. Catherine will jump in the pilot seat. Very fun. And finally, Zelfis has joined the crew and his ability is he's able to remove a small portion of himself, put it in that jar and you can carry him around 
and you get a free check of either medicine, life science, or physical science at a plus 15. Oh, man. I don't know how, how comfortable I feel with that. Uh, actually, as you guys are leaving the med bay, <laughs> here's he a just, little bit of me. He just reaches into himself and pulls out a glob and then dunks it in a jar and hands it to you. And he just says, if you ever need a little bit of scientific expertise, just uh, smear this on it and I'll be able to give you a little bit of information. Here you go, Darren. I feel like you'd enjoy carrying this around. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Darren, what, um, what's that face? I'm going to smear this on what? Darren. That's a five. No, I'm so excited. He's so excited. Then he so, has to have you. His downside is that uh, while he's a brilliant scientific mind, uh, he does occasionally overthink and will hypothesize and you have a 25% chance that he's going to give you incorrect information based mm-hmm. on a hunch rather than evidence. Do I just rub this on something? What do I rub it on exactly? Whatever you want. If you say you come across a strange plant form, just smear that on over and I'll be able to investigate using uh, my connection to my goop. Sorry, I shouldn't use goop. Goop is a bad word here. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, and finally, his ability, this happens anytime you take a, a rest with uh, stamina to recover stamina, a 10 minute rest, um, you'll also regain HP equal to 1d6 plus your level. 1d6 times your level? Plus your level. Times your level. Okay. <laughs> so that will, uh, if you're if you've taken a real big beating, stamina and health will be regenerated as well. Whoa, Zelfus, this is going to be gooper useful. Oh, are we using goop puns now? We are. Uh, he runs over to a computer and opens up a document that says goop puns and begins working away on them. No. <laughs> Goops. I think I got us into more trouble. Somewhere Merrick's sitting on the ship just sad. He just gets hit like a wave of sadness. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> I think I think puns are my kryptonite in li- li- real life. <laughs> Hello, Space Jam Dane here to do the things. I'm recording this on Halloween night as I uh, aggressively and frantically try to put together a Halloween costume for the evening. So this might actually be for the first time quick. First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying this episode. Second, this episode has been sponsored by Zencaster. I can say with about 100% certainty that without Zencaster, you wouldn't be hearing this show. As many of you know, only two of us live in the same city. Uh, Ryan is halfway across the country, Terry's in another city, and it would just be almost impossible to make this show work without a platform like Zencaster. It also was a lifesaver for our other show back when the pandemic hit and we had to remotely record our show because we didn't want to be together and we wanted to respect social distancing. Zencaster came to the rescue. And even after all of the pandemic restrictions lifted, uh, we stuck with Zencaster because it was just the easiest way to record a podcast. And it's even easier now to record a podcast with Zencaster. Simply log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered track backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if your connection is unstable. If you ever thought about getting a podcast going before and realized that you needed a lot of different tools and services, well, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute it to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Simply go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. That's Z-E-N 
C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing and use our code NOQUEST and you'll get 30% off your first month on any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. We are also in the process of sort of reconfigurating is that a word? I don't know. It is now uh, our Patreon. Um, we are figuring out a way to provide more content, some more benefits, uh, a real, uh, you know, make it worth your while to to join us and support us. Uh, so as of today, we are launching a GM uh, d- advice or discussion channel, which will be Patreon exclusive to our Discord. Uh, that will be, uh, you have access to four uh, GMs of various different games, uh, Niall, Ryan, Terry, and myself, all GM and have experience, a lot of experience GMing uh, various different systems. So if you're looking for help, in your campaign, if you're stuck, if you find that you've sort of like worked your way into a corner or just have general questions about running the show for me, all of our patrons will now have access to a channel in which you get to ask those questions uh, to us uh, and anyone else who might be in that channel with us. On top of that, we are doing a giveaway for the entire month of November, our existing and new Uh, patrons will be entered into a draw to win stuff from our wonderful sponsors at Misty Mountain Gaming. Uh, Not only are they providing us with the usual 10% off code uh, at NoQuest10, they're also giving us uh, two gift cards to give away to our incredible listeners. And in this case, the people who are supporting the show. So if you'd like a chance to win either a $100 credit at Misty Mountain Gaming or the runout prize is a $50 credit, all you got to do is support the show on Patreon. Uh, The second you do that, you'll get all the benefits. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff up there. There's the Fan Expo live show recorded video. Uh, There is the uh, Hot Wings Challenge, both of them. Uh, We will be releasing the live show we did at Offworld shortly. So there's a bunch of stuff. There's also a ton of world primers. I'm going to be releasing uh, a world primer for the ARC Research Facility, as well as a stat block for Canon. So if you wanted to play as... Uh, short jack in one of your campaigns you'll now have like official uh no quest rulings on on what that looks like as a species so once again for the entire month of november until the 30th anyone who supports the show on patreon uh new or existing has a chance to win either a 100 gift card or the runner-up prize a 50 gift card to misty mountain gaming We'll be posting all the details in the Discord, so if you want to uh, figure out the you know, nuts and bolts of the giveaway, all you got to do is head on over to NoQuestCast.com, click the Discord link, you'll be welcomed in by a loving group of people, a really, a community that I cannot say how proud we are that we are a part of and we helped foster. Y'all are the best, and we love you. Uh, just head over there, it'll be in the announcement section, and we uh, hope to, to see you, and we would, can't wait to give away a bunch of cool shit. Anyway, that's it. I have to like cut apart a leather jacket to turn into boots or something. And that ain't going to do it by themselves. So uh, I'm out of here. We will see you in two weeks time. I love you. We hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Oh, there, sailor. Yes, I'm talking to you. Do you yearn for high seas adventure and piratical mayhem at the roll of a D20? Yes, yes, yes. I'll just toss you your shirt. Very sassy. (laughs) No, I drink beer and I fart in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I've got your attention with sex, 
<laughs> Welcome to my pub, the wizard's sleeve. <laughs> it's still a cow that we're getting a bag. Do you know just, how big I'm a just cow gonna... is? <laughs> Don't put gold in your ass. <laughs> Uh, that's um, not the catchphrase we were looking for. It is one that we often use. <laughs> enough though. about where you keep your secret stuff. It's not right. in my anus. Stop it. Then <laughs> sign your name in blood. I mean, join the rovers on your crew on their adventures every Wednesday, wherever you find podcasts. Great. Okay, the day the day now changes over, and uh, let me know. Does anyone have someone they really want to talk to? I do want to talk to Zalfus. Uh, okay, then um, maybe we'll do this. Now I've already. I can't roll back the day again. Yeah, Zalfus is roll uh, back the day. You know, nope. you could tell he's hasn't slept all day uh, or all night. He's been working on his goop puns. The document, however, is empty. And he's just he's just got his head in his hands in front of his computer. Hey, uh, as you walk in, don't don't worry. Sometimes it's hard to think when you're all gooped up in a ship. You might need to stretch your legs a little bit. Oh my God, Coop, Coop! Damn it! Yeah, he slams his fist on the table. Maybe take a walk and you'll recuperate a little. Uh, he melts down into a puddle. <laughs> he's just on the floor now. That that's not why I came though. And don't worry, I'm not asking about the, the Dahlia stuff. I know you're working really... Well, you were working really hard. Now I think you're... It's okay. We all need our, to take a break. I was wondering if you could teach me some stuff. Uh, he reforms, like snaps up, and just goes, What kind of stuff? Like, you saw what happened with the woman. it With the tube and, and the choking. And I pulled it out, and she was okay. But I got really, really lucky, I think. I'd just seen it on an episode of Dr. Sexy MD back in the day, and I guess I guess it worked, you know? But, like, I don't have medical knowledge, and if something like that happens again, or if our friends get hurt, or if there's a way to combat evil goop, I just want to be able to, to, to know medicine stuff, like you. Okay, well, I mean, it's not exactly something that you can teach in the course of a day, but I can give you some basics. I had an idea. You were able to plug your little container right into a computer and and download a bunch of information all at once. Part of me is part computer. Would something like that work? Interesting. I mean, it could be could be dangerous, but, well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I love danger. Um, he goes over and uh, scoops a, a big chunk of himself into uh, a container, and it's similar to the one that, like, he had earlier with the... I guess you brought that with you, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he just scoops himself uh, a big chunk of them back into that container uh, and plugs it in uh, and runs the cord and hands you uh, the other end of the cable. Uh, I just, like, jab... I've got, like, a thing under my chin. I just stick it there. And uh, give me a fortitude save. That is a 23. Uh, cool. Yeah, it's really fucking painful uh but you're able to keep your concentration and uh as you're sort of like flooded with information and during this time you are also getting glimpses of uh Zelfis working on project dahlia and you see mezo in like glimpses of of them working together uh, on this project, uh, Mezo is a, a, a brilliant mind in his own right, in terms of 
inventing and creating and and uh, technological advancement. And during it, during this sort of like download of information, you see a side of Mezo that he rarely showed. And it was the side that you saw when Alpha was taken. This paternal or loving side of concern, of desperation, of vulnerability. And you are sort of inundated at the same time of of this information, but also of sort of like memories of the time where Alpha was missing. And then it stops. And then the, the download finishes. That that was so sore. And I get the feeling that if it had kept going or if that had gone poorly, my cerebral cortex might just have disintegrated, causing an, oh, I know things. Well, it looks like that worked. Here. Amazing. Um, and he, he runs over and he opens up a, uh, a diagram on the computer. And it looks like it's a, like a kid's program almost, or like a... <laughs> Like a, like a, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just sort of like a, a human body um, with all of the parts sort of like on the right hand side that you sort of like drag and drop into the right place. Um, it's a little more complicated than like arm and stuff like that, but it's like, it like organs. So it's like, I just it's like keep trying to drag forearms onto it. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, all the organs, it's kind of like a, a cross section of a, of a person and give me a medicine check. Let's see how you, how well you do. It's a 28 right there. Yeah. With almost like without conscious thought, you're just like, boop, 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 boop. Uh, and you get them all right. And Zelfus looks and says, that's not exactly an easy task to do. Well, g- good job. My brain hurts so bad. Yay. That's a, the, the downside of being smart. It's always hurting. And he puts his hands on his head. I've never been smart before. And he says, don't worry. The unbearable burden of intelligence will, you'll get used to it. I'm thinking back. I've been hitting the head a lot. I'm very concerned retroactively. Well, if you want, we can run some tests to make sure that you're not uh, severely concussed. Probably better not to. I'll be fine. That's the spirit. High intelligence, low wisdom, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Zelfus. I I hope this helps me save my friends and, and people. I hope so, too. As with all medicine things, we, we hope we never need to use them, but it's good to know that we have them. For sure. Durin or Merrick. Do you have anyone or anything you would like to do aboard the ship? Right now, like Durin is in full like mission prep mode, like clean, clean his weapons, making sure everything's good to go. I'm trying to think who he would talk to uh, during this time. Um, if, if Ryan wants to go first. Okay. Merrick, do you have someone you would like to, to talk to? I do. I want to find Quip. Yeah. Uh, Quip has Quip and Query have like set up a little sort of like living quarter in the cargo bay like training area that you guys have made, and he is just sort of he seems to be like getting his affairs in order to to get ready to leave. So, you guys are gonna go somewhere safe. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're gonna take Vale's advice and and dip out of Casamal. We're certainly not in any position to to go to war. I was yeah. It makes sense for you guys to retire. Um, look after her uh, until she feels better. Yeah, I will. Um, Quip, before you guys go, I wasn't a lo- around long before this whole thing started to happen. We never found out what had happened to Victor. There's a high chance that he's gooped if they caught him alive and that he's still out there. If we come across him, is he a good person? Duran's just been speaking in my ear 
So I don't, I, a part of me thinks that Victor either knew more of what was going on in that meeting or he's gooped and maybe a bad guy now, or maybe he was the whole time. I didn't know Victor that well. He was all about, he came off as this paragon of truth and goodness and teamwork. And after doing this job for the last couple of weeks myself, that is not what it takes to be a captain. So I feel like there's a different layer to that man that I don't know. And I cannot get the idea out of my head that he's going to pop up again before this is all over. Quip takes a second, and that is rare for Quip. He His name is Quip for a reason. He is usually quick with a response. Uh, but he stops packing and uh, zips up his bag and turns around and says, I don't say this lightly, but Victor Benson was the best man that I knew. And... I don't want you to misconstrue that as me saying that he was infallible. He was a flawed man. He made mistakes. He made bad decisions. He he wasn't perfect, but he always did what he thought was right. And despite his fucking motto, he always put us first. So whatever concerns you might have, know that anything he did, he did because he thought it would get us another day. And if you look around, the reason I have Query, the reason you have Cody, Dern, that's because Victor Benson brought us together. And if you need another reason as to why we should be grateful for the man, then maybe you're not meant to be a captain. I'll think about that input, Quip. Maybe I need to stop listening to Dern so much. <laughs> now, if you want to take a lesson from Vic, listen to everyone. Listen to your crew. Take what they say seriously. Take it to heart. But know that at the end of the day, when you have to make a call, it's the one that protects them. I wish you guys a life of happiness. Quip, thank you for uh, teaching us and getting us this far. Um, if there's anything you need from us before you go, resources, finances, a safe place to go, I can do whatever we can to make that happen, okay? Thanks. Uh, as you walk away, he says, Hey, uh, Captain, I think you'll do a great job. That means a lot coming from you, Quip. I think that's the first compliment you've ever given me. <laughs> and it'll be the last. And he goes back to scooping up stuff and, and packing another bag. Dern, have you decided who you would like to talk to? Um, I think the only person that I could think of that, right, because we have a mission, right? And that's probably, in a lot of ways, Dern needs that to focus on right now. So I think he's going to talk to Catherine. I think that's where he is, his mind's at right now. Great. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think the two of you are in the tech workshop, and cool. as you're sort of like gearing up, he's also sort of uh, putting things together. He's making sure that everyone else's weapons, you're, no one else mm -hmm. is as fastidious as you are. So he's mm -hmm. you know cleaning and tuning Cody's gun. He's making sure that his hammer is all tuned up and ready to go. He's he's putting in the work that you're putting in on yeah. your own weapons. It's a real shame I don't put this amount of effort into engineering, but yeah, like this is the part that matters to Darren. Like this, yeah. this prep work is super important to him. Um, yeah, it, anything you can tell us about once we get there, like even cultural norms, anything would be super helpful. Even the smallest things that you can think of. The pragmatic. Everything needs to have a purpose. There's no real life of luxury or leasure on Sonotus Prime. There, it's a it's a harsh place. the The climate is it's cold. It's not as bad as Knee, so there's that. But it's it's cold. It's barren. It's it's not exactly a tropical retreat. It breeds a certain type of people, doesn't it? It does. But I I want to stress that the Sononans aren't bad people. We're just practical. We we don't look for 
for the flowery luxuries of life we we work to make sure that the 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 whole succeeds Mm -hmm. and i know that might seem grim or bleak but it works people are happier with 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 the basics we have food in our bellies we have shelter and roofs over our head we're warm when we need to be warm and we have each other to rely on You can go to your neighbor in times of need and ask for things and they will do it because they know everything works better when you work together. That doesn't sound dire at all. Okay, good. I I just, there's a view of us (laughs) that because we didn't join the Federation, that we're antagonistic. We just, we just wanted our freedom and we want to hold on to that because the second you start boiling things down in a melting pot, you lose who you are and it's easier to lose everything when there are so many fucking fingers in the pot. Look at what's happening with the Ministry of Defense. They're, I don't know, having a coup within themselves as soldiers are being mind-controlled and then turned over to a cosmic entity that's trying to take over the system. We don't have to deal with that because it's us. It's just us. I left because I thought I knew better. I was young. I, I wanted to see what was out there. And Castlemall's beautiful. The universe is beautiful. But sometimes there's only one home. How long has it been for you? He sighs and sort of like finally stops tinkering with stuff as he's talking and leans on the the counter. And he puts his head down for a second and he, and he pushes his hair back and ties it into a ponytail. And he says, do you want a beer? Can we go for something harder? Sure. Uh, and he goes over to a small like cabinet that he opens up and he has turned it into a refrigerator and he pulls up. (laughs) uh, (laughs) It literally looks like a tool cart, um, but he has added like a compressor and, and a a coolant uh, system. So it's, it's just like this sneaky little fridge and he pulls out a beer. I would actually laugh at that. Like, (laughs) uh, and he's also got a few bottles that he's stolen from the bar. Uh, and he pulls out a, uh, a bottle of something and, Mm. uh, pours you a, a sizable, generous glass of whatever it is. As you pick it up, he clinks his his the bottom of his bottle to your glass and raises, and he says, uh, it's been probably about a little over 10 years since I've been home. It's a long time. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel like it. Time flew by, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I left, and uh, when I found Lady Emberheart, uh, there was something about her that made sense to me in terms of helping. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know why or what, but like that for a brief moment felt like home, but it never was. Now, do you do you know what I mean? Do you know do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, I I get it. My that sense of purpose I totally get. How I mean You've been away from there for a long time. Like, was Lady Emberheart the only place you fa- ever found that again? Usuron was important to me because it it was where I found me. It is where I broke out of the the Sononan mindset of I exist so everyone else does, and suddenly someone needed me, and I was important as a person, and people knew my name. And they knew my abilities and they respected me for them. It was intoxicating at first, but then 
I got to know her and I got to know the people and fuck, it's gone, man. She's gone. I, 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 I know what you mean. And you're, Dern's probably looking away, but he's actually, he understands too. I feel like I they're both like facing away from each other. Like they're having this <laughs> yeah, like yeah. serious conversation, but neither of them can kind of like have the emotional ability to like have a real conversation like this. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like you guys have both now like turned to opposite benches and are now <laughs> like back to back. We're like talking around the actual point in a way. Yeah. Are you going to be okay going back? The tough guy in me wants to say yes. Uh, and he, you hear him put whatever he's working down and walks right behind you. And he puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, we'll get her back. We will. I know we will. Lord, damn it, I'm going to die trying. Uh, he smiles and hands you uh, your rifle and says, or everyone else will. Only if they want to. Uh, he hits you a little harder than he probably should on the back, and you guys go back to working in silence. Yeah. I think Durin is, like, hiding. His his eyes are welling up a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. But... You can hear in Catherine's voice that he is also, yeah. like, doing the tough guy, like, trying everything he can not to cry, and that's making it worse kind of thing. You can hear the, the quiver <laughs> in his voice as well. It's funny because I feel I didn't re- like I didn't even think about it until like this moment. But yeah, we are very alike in some ways. And yeah, now it's just something to work on, something to focus on as we continue prepping. Any of you boys have another person you would like to talk to or chat with? No, I'm good. I yeah, I just wanted to get that last piece of Vicar Benson propaganda dealt with before they left. So <laughs> uh, yeah, if you if you got stuff, let's do it. We're going to start with you, Cody. You have gone into the the training room uh, to do your usual sort of like daily routine of training. Uh, you've got some new things to like play with and try out. And you see uh, Quip has sort of vacated the spot. I, I, he's doing something somewhere else. But Query is just uh, sitting on some of the crates in the back of the room. Uh, she still hasn't spoken, but you can see she's like focused. She's trying to concentrate. She's got her her hands in front of her. And she's she's just like looking laser focused at them. And she's she's just like in her own world in the back corner. Uh, Cody stops hitting the mat and then just starts like swinging towards it and like stopping so that he's like make, not making any like noise. Uh, cool. You go through your training regimen for like a, a good amount of time. You're you're moving through it. You're getting used to these like the extra weight of the dermal plates, getting used to sort of like this this balance change, this this new feeling. And then you hear Query scream at the top of her lungs and she grabs the crate but like behind her and throws it against the wall and grabs a nearby crowbar and just starts smashing to bits while screaming a string of profanities in a language you don't understand. Yeah, the second she's screaming, I'm there, and I'm like, hey, 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 it, it's okay, it's okay. She doesn't respond until the box is, like, in fucking pieces. Yeah, yeah, f- fuck that box, you're okay. She tosses the crowbar onto the ground with a clamor. She turns around and she looks at you with just, like, seething rage like you could almost feel the the heat off of her from like how angry she is i was trying to be quiet i'm sorry she holds up her hands and you can see sort of like the the marks on her wrists where uh, various tubes and like attachments had been placed into her from the dahlia project and she says 
They took it from me. My power. And she tries to, like, she focuses really hard, and you see, like, like the faintest purple sparks coming from her hands. And she says, it's gone. All of it is gone. Uh, I'm going to grab one of her, like, hold one of her hands, like, gently. Uh, or both of them. Can I do a medicine check on them? Like, uh, this would be, yes, yeah, yeah. All right, instantly smear goop on her. <laughs> hold on. Blip, blip, blip. Uh, that's going to be a 22. Physically, there is nothing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Do you have mysticism? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you know I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, you can tell that, like, she is physically fine, but something has happened during this, like, this this whole ordeal that she has lost connection to whatever gave her her powers. I'm so sorry. I know what it feels like to have part of you taken away, and it's the worst. But it, it came back bit by bit for me. Slowly, not great, and it's definitely not there, but I'm remembering a little bit, maybe with time. I know that's scant comfort right now, but it's it just happened, you know? The most frustrating part of all of this is that I do not hate the man. Mezo? Yes. Yeah. Because I think about it. I think about if I have lost Quip, I do not know if there is a line that I would not cross to get him back. Do you want to know something that I haven't told anyone? She nods. I thought about it when we were down there. I thought, what if I took the machine and I thought about Alpha? She nods. I almost did it. If it wasn't for seeing just how much pain Helena was in and, and that the thing that was there wasn't Helena, I would. I think I would have done it. I think I would have tried to slip away and I think I would have maybe been a bad guy myself. I know that you have history with this man, and this might be something that you do not want to hear, but I do not think Jalen Mezo is a bad man. I don't think he's a bad man for what he did with trying to bring back his wife. I think he went about it a bad way, but I can understand. As as I said, I, I was tempted, but he, the two women you were with, I don't know if you got to talk to them. He ordered their deaths without hesitation for no reason. They were no threat and I don't know what else he's done but I think those things they do make him a bad man she sits down in the wreckage of this box and she sighs he took you even if you have a reason for what you're doing you can still be a bad person then make me a promise maybe and she like tries to guide you down so that she sit, you sit with her uh, I'm, yeah, I'm sitting and she sort of like interlocks her hands with yours, weaving her fingers between yours. And she says, when the opportunity comes to find who you're looking for, do not hesitate to take it. Do not worry about good or evil. Do not worry about right or wrong. Take it. Find him. I don't know if he's going to be able to be found. It does not matter. Promise me that you will find him if you can and you will do whatever it takes to get him. What if what it takes is what happened to you? Or something like that. I don't know if I could inflict that on you, for example. What if that's what it takes? What if that those are going to be my choices to be just a bad person or or forever lost she pulls you in to a hug and she says 
Thank you. That is the answer that I wanted. Cody kind of like tears up a bit. He's like, but that, that doesn't seem like it is really an answer though, is it? It's just more questions. No. I needed to know that when I open reality again, when I get my powers back, that if I have an answer for you, you would make the right choice. Because we will find him. Maybe not here, but somewhere. And you may not get him back, but you can at least say goodbye. I don't want to say goodbye, but it's better than, than not knowing, I guess. Maybe. I don't... Did Meso say anything when you were around him? I don't know if you were conscious. I don't know what you were there or what you saw in in other worlds or, or how, how any of this works. But did, did you see him? Did you hear? I didn't. Okay. But it doesn't mean that he's not there. No, I have to believe that he is somehow. She leans back and cups your face. She sort of like wipes your tears away with her thumbs and says, I am sorry that we did not become better friends. I think we're pretty great friends. Uh, She smiles and she stands up and she pulls you up to her feet or your feet as well and says, you will find him because I will help you. Thank you. I have the best friends and you're definitely one of them. And I actually meant to say earlier, but you seem really focused, but you guys can totally have my room. I don't know why you're sleeping in the gym. It's smelly in here. We've we've slept in worse places. Now, more importantly, she picks up the crowbar and she says, let's beat the shit out of that fucking bag. And she just goes running full tilt at the like hanging heavy bag and just starts beating the shit out of it with the crowbar. Oh, I follow. Yeah, and she's just like screaming at the top of her lungs the whole time. And like Quip comes running in and sees what's happening and realizes that it's like, it's not a bad thing. This is like a cathartic scream. Uh, And he just sort of like sits cross-legged and watches with a smile. Yeah, Cody rages. (laughs) Cool. Give me one second. I got to blow my nose. That was emotional. Okay, Terry, we got to add some more dick jokes in this next arc here. We're going to lose our fucking brand. Well, it's so hard because, like, Dern's going through some shit, so it's like... Merrick's just vibing. He's like, yeah, my problems are solved. I got a cool (sighs) crystal. Uh, Merrick. Yeah. Short Jack comes walking into the bar, and uh, he points to your plant and says, I mean, you're doing a pretty good job with that thing, huh? Yeah, he's my confidant, my sweet pal. He's, uh... I've grown to love this little plant. I mean, I think I think patients would be really proud of the way you've been taking care of it. Sometimes I forget that he's a, the baby of a giant world giving life plant tree thing. That has yeah. its own consciousness and powers and he makes little lights. Show him the dance I've been teaching you. And little lights just pop up and like <laughs> waves his little plant arms in the air. And as you do, uh, it the, the leaves sort of like brush aside and you see uh, the bulb that has... Uh, begun sprouting out of one of the central stock of it. And you notice now that the the bulb is beginning to open and there is a soft blue glow from within. There's like a, a stretched, almost like netting coming off of it. And you can tell that what is being produced looks a lot like the big fruit thing that was being harvested underneath Kaya. That's what Asen stole, right? The same thing that Asen stole, yes. But in a much smaller, just like a little a little version of it. Oh, my baby made a thing. I'm so proud. I'm so proud, little plant. Um, okay, do you, do you remember what that is, though? I don't. It did some, some, mind, some mind stuff, right? Yeah. 
the the waters of Kaya is like a super super power hallucinogen that kind of like breaks down you, the mental barriers in our minds. It's it's sort of like what kickstarted Cody's whole mind regeneration thing. It's it's really powerful. Should I do something with it? You think, or should we just let it hang out? It looks pretty cool. It's blue. Yeah, I mean it's it's certainly not ripe yet, but once it's fully grown, I, I don't really know what we can do with it, but it's pretty fucking crazy that it's here. I thought I thought Kaya was like the only place you could get it. Well, my little plant, he's a really good little guy. I give him a little like scratch under a leaf. <laughs> you could tell that like the moats sort of like bop about happily. Yeah. Merrick's like becoming a crazy plant dad, like with a bonsai tree. Like it, like no one can go near it or even look at this thing because it's like he's like, it's my little son. <laughs> All right. So you keep on producing, buddy. I'll give you some water and a couple more stories and we'll see what happens. Um, Short Jack hops up onto one of the stools so that he's uh, at the bar on the other side of you and says, with this whole Solarian thing. Hmm. I mean, like, I know we've been meditating and like you've you've been kind of like teaching me as I go. But that fight with the mech kind of fucked me up. Like you you took a lot of damage kind of fucked up or mentally. I mean, like, I think it's a column A, column B situation. It's like, hey, hmm. and I like I know it also did a, a number on you and Cody. But I just I'm worried that like if I get in another fight like that, I ain't walking away from it. Well, I feel like short jack a train every day. B, you have to find what kind of Solarian you want to be. For me, it's about balance, but I do draw on mostly the sun, the uh, driving force behind my whole life. So for you, what does the galaxy mean? You can maintain balance. You can go all into one side. You can specialize. You have to find what makes you a good Solarian. You can't do what I do. You know, I'm all passion explosion heat what is short jack he thinks about that for a second and he like snaps his fingers and you see like that one of those like small sort of like controlled supernovas appears very faintly and then in his other hand he opens his palm and you see a swirling like black hole open up uh and then it starts to get bigger and bigger and alarmingly big as parts of the bar begin starting to like move closer, uh, your plant begins. I hold my plant. <laughs> uh, and uh goes, um, Merrick. Focus. Don't panic. Uh, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> as it, it's like now almost like half the size of the bar. Merrick's still like, don't panic, holding <laughs> on to everything around him. Uh, Focus. Yeah, like, the chairs and tables are now beginning to rattle and get dragged towards him. Uh, and then he closes his fist and everything sort of drops. And he goes, um, was that good? That was good. O okay. Gravity, the unknown, mystery, darkness, powers of warping the forces around us. Focus on that, Short Jack. You can increase your speed hide in the shadows do what is comfortable to you and it will come find that inspiration and let it lead every strike every decision you make uh he looks down at his two hands and he just goes man i was just getting good at the whole finger snapping thing i feel like a snap with a fucking gravity black hole kind of sucks i guess i'm gonna a workshop hey if you think of anything cool to do with like a black hole like maybe like a like a point like a and he starts like pointing at you, like a like a finger gun kind of thing. Is it is that anything? Is that cool? Well, 
I have an ability that lets me freeze someone in time. I do like a like a like a grip kind of thing. Like you're halting reality. It's all about how the showmanship. It's all about being a Salarian. Yeah. So maybe a stern face kind of thing, or like a like a ripping motion. He starts mean mugging you as well. He's like making faces. He's like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna workshop that. Th- um. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. And he goes running off full speed <laughs> down the ship corridor. <laughs> and then, yeah, Merrick goes back to singing to his plant, dreaming about his when he gets to eat this yummy big blue fruit. Uh, <laughs> I just imagine that Short Jack's really into psychedelics now, and that's where that's where my mind is. Finally, Durin. Yes. Your what? What are you doing right now? What's Durin up to right now? Um, he's just trying to keep busy. I think uh, he he's clearly like the generation that just doesn't deal with their emotions; they just do things. Um, so that's just what's happening. So once he's his, his guns are just like perfectly like polished, and all that's done, and now he's just kind of looking for the next thing. Um, so I guess he's looking around the ship for like an engineering task, which is probably frustrating because with Quip and Catherine uh, here. They're doing too damn good of a job, so it's just... I think he's just, like, slightly frustrated looking for something to do. Cool. Jenny walks past you and sees you sort of, like, stewing, and <laughs> she just grabs you by the collar as, as ah. she passes you, and she says, you're coming with me. What? Uh, what? what? Okay. It's <laughs> just, like, dragging you, um, <laughs> and she brings you to her room, and she walks over and you see that she also got a chest with gifts and one of them was a guitar. It is this like classical guitar made out of this this like ivory wood, the you know the all the orchids and all the the sort of kakinto fashion. It's a gorgeous guitar. And she drags a chair over and she throws you into the chair and she hands you this guitar. What, what, it's a nice axe, but what Did you Hold on. Did you say axe? Yeah. That's so lame, man. That's so fucking old man thing to say. Hey, it's my thing, all right? And she's like, no, it's cool. It's great. It's just so fucking lame. Um, and she pulls <laughs> out the, the like fretboard that is her guitar, and she flicks it and manifests her electric guitar. And she sits down on the bed across from you, and she says, you need to fucking chill. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be taking that advice from you? Yep. I'm chill as hell. What the fuck do you mean? Come off a little high strung. Oh, is that a, is that a fucking guitar pun? Did it you wasn't, a... but it it became one after I said it. Yeah. Oh man, don't let Zelfus hear you. He's I know having an absolute meltdown trying to come up with puns. It's spreading out to Cody too. I know. I no, I think Cody's spreading it out to everyone. Okay. Yeah, he's got a mission, and it's the pun mission right now. And it's she looks at you and says, "Pick it up, hold uh, it." Have you ever held okay. one? No, I don't like like this. And he just kind of like I guess holds it awkwardly, like uh, yeah, fret, fretboard with the right hand, like, you know, like clearly not knowing what what to do. Okay, great. You look like a psycho, but cool. Okay, okay, um, okay. Like this, and she sort of like shows you how to like hold it with a little bit more confidence. She puts the strap over her of her guitar over her shoulder so she can like stand up and she like really aggressively like moves your hands and like repositions everything <laughs> for you <laughs> and she says okay great cool strum burn it beep 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 as I guess clearly she's like okay cool no that sucked that sucked okay. real bad um, hey but the first step 
in you know becoming a musical prodigy is sucking hard um so hold press press hard with your hands okay okay and then one fluid motion down and when she strums her (laughs) guitar she's not hooked up to an amp but there's still that like just absolute like bitch and power chord just like pumps through the room there's like a soft wave of red energy that moves through and she says mm-hmm. okay now do that do it like a badass i've yeah, seen I, you I, do <laughs> okay oh here's here's what we're gonna do okay okay play guitar like you fight all right i i understand the the uh, the analogy but how does that translate to this okay you're thinking okay. don't do you okay. think when you fight or is it instinctual i feel like it's both but i guess Maybe more instinctual. Okay. Okay. So. Great. So imagine. Okay. Here. Here's what we're gonna do. Close your eyes. Okay. Closing them. You are surrounded. There's a bunch of goblins, and there's okay. uh, a big troll as well. And uh, Cody and Merrick down. They're out bleeding, okay. guts okay. everywhere. Just guts, guts, guts. Short Jack is being having his arms ripped off. And Jesus Christ <laughs> and Zelfus, someone is drinking Zelfus, just like chugging him, and it's all down to you, and you're surrounded. <laughs> um, and as she's doing this, you hear she's like palm muting. Right. It's just like, and she says, "You have to save them. How do you do it? Don't think, don't think. It's all you have a split second to act." Go play, and and he just hits the chord hard, like really hard. And there's another like flash of light as well. There's like a, a white flash of light. She's like, yes, that sucked, but yes, that's how it is. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. There's there's all kinds of ways to play guitar, and right now you are sitting in kind of like punk territory where it doesn't need to be good. It needs to be loud. Um, and she presses her hand against the guitar and it ripples with uh, red energy. And she says, again, save yeah, your friends. He just hits it hard because he's just he's feeling the palm muting rhythm. He just hits it hard. Um, I don't even think he knows what chord he's making at this point or like he's just hit hitting it. <laughs> it doesn't sound great. Like you're not yeah. really playing a chord, but she's like, OK, great. Now faster. And she starts like she picks up her pace a little bit mm-hmm. faster. Do a bunch yeah. in succession. Go, go, go. Yeah, it's just going and just I, he, he's not changing the chord. It's just whatever he's holding. <laughs> he's holding. He's just hitting it hard. For, I guess maybe in rhythm with her. Probably not, but maybe attempting to uh, give me a. Give me a give me a sleight of hand. Oh check. shit! Oh damn! Okay, forty. Hell yeah! <laughs> what um, the fuck? <laughs> Nineteen on the die. <laughs> it doesn't sound good, but fuck your me. your fingering is correct. Like mm. your the the chords sound clean. They just don't sound good. You don't know what you're doing, but it's you're committing to it, and that's kind of what she wanted. And for the next like two or three minutes you you lose yourself in this sort of cathartic just wailing on guitar and she's doing her best to like accompany you with mm-hmm. uh like actual melodies and riffs and stuff and you're more of like just the the rhythm just guitar go. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> rhythm let's use quotes with rhythm all right yeah and uh she eventually stops as you sort of continue a little too long mm-hmm. uh and she puts her hands on the fretboard to mute it and she puts one hand on your shoulder and she looks at you and she says Durin, you just rocked the fuck out. 
I th- I think he's crying right now. Um, she takes the just, guitar from you, like, looking up at her and just wordlessly, just tears coming out. Yeah, she's she's taking the guitar from you and, and put it on the bed, and she just wraps her arms around you tight, squeezes you. It's not a this isn't a comforting hug. This no. isn't this isn't a gentle hug. This is her squeezing what you need to get out out. This is a this is an act of aggression. <laughs> of loving aggression because she knows that you don't need you don't need a gentle touch right now and it's you feel this pressure as she squeezes you tightly and just lets you release. And yeah, I think I don't think he can hold back at that point and just fuck. Show me the next chord. Uh, she picks up the guitar and puts it in your lap and she says, I'm going to show you the first chord because what you did was not music. Uh, and she yeah, yeah, let's... takes your, your hand and puts it on the first chord and says, okay, go. And I, I think he's going to try to not think about it, but try to make it sound at least decent and just, I guess, trying to find the rhythm that she's given him. Uh, and you, for the first time in your life, play a power chord. That's that's a big deal. That's pr- that's pretty much 90% music at that point. <laughs> the day progresses and it comes to the point where you guys need to make a decision about what your plan is. And Kathan has gathered you guys all around uh, the sort of like that hollow table that you have that projects stuff that every good starship has. He leans forward and presses a a couple buttons and slides an image up to the projector and it's floating around you and it is a live feed of Sinonis Prime. And you can see sort of like the two fleets standing off against one another. And he says, well, good news and bad news. That's how it works around here. Yep. Uh, Yeah. I got us a landing permit. How? Hell yeah. Woo. Yeah. Go, Kathan. That was quick. Yeah. Very fast. Yeah. What did you do? Uh, he gives a sort of like crooked smile and he says, um, well, in order to use it, we have to surrender to my brother. And he won't kill us, right? Or you like better than better than Merrick's brother. Previous yeah, better than my relationship, right? So he gives like a, a sort of grimace and says, I will leave it at. We have to surrender to my brother. I don't know what that means, but that is that is the, the deal that I've been able to make. Hey, we'll take it. Just getting there is the hardest part right now. So we'll, uh, whatever we have to do. We trust in you. We trust in our own ability to get out of any sticky situation. How powerful is your brother? Like, very strong. <laughs> he looks... Like, a sword looks pretty crazy cool. He looks really powerful. Let's be fair. No offense, Captain, yeah. but he looks a lot more powerful than you. At least physically. Yeah. He's leading a... He's leading a, the second strongest military in the... Well, there's only two militaries, really, I guess. But they're very powerful. Yeah. I, yeah, my... Look, I need to stress this. You don't want to fight my brother. I don't. No, I don't think none of us do. No, I have no issue with the Sononans, but you know, so let's hope it really doesn't come to that. I don't want to fight any Sononans. They're getting a really bad deal out here. It's it's not fair. Was the bad news surrendering to your brother, or is there something we have to unearth? I sure hope that's not the good news. No, that was the bad news. The good news was 
got a landing permit. Bad news is the only way we get to use it is if we do surrender to the Imperial forces. Yeah, I can live with that. We've been in so many jail cells. <laughs> yeah, we've been arrested a lot. I, I, I just really don't want to be arrested again and go in another jail cell. And also, we're going to be lawyers by the end of this with the amount of representation yeah. that we've had to get. Um, yeah. Is it possible he's just going to be like, hey, welcome and throw us a party? I like those. I have my doubts. Absolutely not. We're, okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're interlopers. Like, like, and uh, Catherine here hasn't been home in a long time. So at least publicly, at the very least, he's going to have to treat us pretty poorly, I would y- imagine. You know what? We already got Catherine arrested as part of a plan. It's only fair he gets us arrested as part of his plan. I think he's getting arrested too, perhaps. I don't, well, how, wait, we don't know if we're getting arrested. We're just surrendering to them, all right? It's... Let's place bets. I like type into a screen and like it comes up on the wall and it just says arrested, not arrested. And that's everyone's names. I put Cody <laughs> in arrested. Yeah, you can put me under arrested as well, Cody. I think I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you. Yeah. Short check. Um, I'm going to say, you know, what? Oh, I, wait, hold on, hold on. I put a third thing for party. Um, <laughs> short check puts his name into arrested. Anybody, anybody else who's wait, maybe it's easier. Who's not arrested? Duran? You seem optimistic for reasons unknown. I am going to say not arrested. I drag it over. I'm like, yeah, because they only arrest peace-seeking missions, I guess, and not strange enemies with hated brothers. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. Let's clarify. Let's clarify. Nope. Too late. We're not going to get arrested by this deal. Like, if we get there and we do shit and we then we get arrested, that's uh, that's not what I'm referring to. Oh, right? for sure. This is, like, this is for us showing up. Okay. okay. You think we want to win this bet so bad, Dern, that we're going to go there and purposely cause crimes to get us arrested no no i'm just clarifying the rules of the bet yeah i don't think we're okay. gonna get arrested when we enter all right jenny also adds her name to not arrested Ooh. um and Zelfus puts his name under party hell yeah <laughs> i i love a good gamble and it's always best to play the outside <laughs> Zelfus is gonna win this i know it <laughs> okay all right well, that was a lighthearted way to handle this situation. Yeah, no, thank you, Cody. <laughs> we can goop back around to this later on and see who won. Hey, Matt. Did <laughs> you see Zelfus slam the wall? <laughs> <laughs> um, how did the talk with your brother go? I guess I know, like, oh, I I didn't talk to my brother. Oh, I went through some of my contacts, and that was sort of the the deal he had to make in order to get the landing permit for us. I can't change my bet now, can I? <laughs> You're no, silly, it's locked Darren. In. It's, it's yeah, locked in. It's locked in. A little lock icon has gone <laughs> over the screen. Wait, hold on. I add a fourth column that just says shot on sight. <laughs> <laughs> can Merrick move? Can I, can I switch over to shot on sight? <laughs> it's I locked. add a fifth column and it's like shot by Ministry of Defense en route. <laughs> well, that one. So that's the next question. Oh, how yeah, are we yeah. getting through the, the Ministry of Defense blockade? Will they just let us go? Well, we can we can probably arrange it. I mean, if we're going there to save some of their people, right? We can probably make it pitch that to them in a way. Or kind I of their only the, way to get them. I get the feeling it's people they don't like, though. And I also get the feeling we're people That's they true. don't like. So my counter proposition is we give them the impression we're going to do something really dumb and die. Because they'll love that. They'll be like, yeah, go ahead. You can go die. But they would, would want to get Astrid back, right? Probably not. I don't know. Ast- Astrid is... Someone with powerful influence who isn't currently involved with this goopy plot. Who also wants to stop the war, which they clearly want to continue to keep going. And and now she's out of the picture, out of their way. We did call Astrid when we found out the Ministry of Defense was the one doing all this. She knows. We told her. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Yeah. So I yes. doubt Astrid. Yeah. Yeah. On the screen, the the picture of the dude that Catherine had talked to with who got the the permit is there, uh, and it's like sort of a like a military like headshot of a dude and a little notification pops up underneath indicating a new message has been received. And Catherine just says, I'm sure this is more good news. And he reaches over and he opens it. And it is a link to a video. Don't click it. There's viruses. Every time we've gotten a video link, it's been very poor. Maybe this is the prep for our party. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's them setting up. I like Pat Zelfus on the back. Could be you, buddy. He opens the video and it's chaos and pandemonium. And in a party planning sense, the dude is facing in the camera and he just says, uh, Kath, and I know we had a deal um, and that deal is is a time sensitive because and he turns the camera around. He says the war just started as a bombardment of missiles land in the background and you see Ministry of Defense ships landing and offloading troops. I cross out the party tab. <laughs>